Welcome to Small Talk, a podcast of Connect Church where we discuss practical ways to lead your small group and small group ministry. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Justin, the host of the Small Talk podcast. I'm the small groups and student pastor here at Connect Church in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and we are uh, excited to get going today here with our co-host, Zach Bennett, worship pastor of Connect Church. The Zach Bennett. The Zach Bennett. It's going to be a good uh, good episode. we got a fun one planned today. Yeah, yeah. We just ended our People series, which was a lot of fun, just sort of starting off the show really different every week, and, and now we get back to normal, which is, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. So how's your week been? It's been pretty good. Uh, just uh, coming off a great event, a triumphant, that our church took a part in. Yeah. Uh, that went really well last week, and then... Uh, honestly, it just feels like time is just flying by. 2019 is like I, I heard over. there was. Yeah, I mean, I heard there was a uh, like 12 Fridays left before Christmas. Wow, or something. 12 Fridays. I'm like, of course, you know, that's the Facebook post. Have you, you know? done your shopping? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing that until December 23rd. Yes. <laughs> and the hey, reason why is because I work on the Christmas Eve. With a the day church. earlier than me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it's just like man. This time is just blasting through, but uh, all good things. Yeah, all good great. things. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I've been the same. It's been a good, been a good week, and you know we've been back in Sevier County for I guess a year and a half now. You've yeah. been home a little bit over a year, mm-hmm. and um, we're both looking for homes, and so just figuring out housing and what's out there and going through that. So Rachel and I, Rachel's my wife. If you did not know that, we have. Uh, started looking for homes, making offers, figuring out what we want to do. And so it's always a, a um, I was going to say fun. I don't know if fun's the word, but it's a process, you yeah, know, yeah. to that. So we're, we're getting It's a difficult process in this area, especially. But, yeah, it is. Yeah. But one that, you know, every, you got to have a place to live. You that's know? right. I mean, that's kind of the that's way right. it goes. Yeah. And, you know, with a million dollar budget, we'll be able to do you'll it. Be, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> No, as we move out of the uh, the people series, man, we're getting ready to go into a series called the three S's. And to tell you guys a little bit about the three S's, the three S's is something that I developed while I was living and pastoring in Middle Tennessee to help our group leaders understand if there was anything they were going to do with their time. Like, what are the most important things they could do as a group leader? And I wanted to figure that out. And I didn't mean it to be three things. I was okay if it was five things or six things. Whatever it was, I wanted to know what that was so that they could focus on that and not waste their time in areas or places that they don't need to be. And the three S's is really what was developed. I would tell them it's the three S's to small group success, you know, Uh, just a bunch of S's there in that sentence. But um, It's uh, like one of those Baptist statements. That's right. You're not Baptist. (laughs) Perfect Baptist uh, preacher statement. (laughs) Yeah. So we did that for years and had great success with it. And we're going to be spending the next four weeks going through the three S's series. But before we walk through what those S's are and having fun with that and talking about them and learning how to implement those in our groups and our leadership, I wanted to talk today about something a little bit different more general, because really where the three S's come from is this idea that if you were to see a successful small group leader, you're going to see some things done consistently in every single one of them. And, mm-hmm. and what those things are should be the things that all of us do, no matter our personality types or leadership styles. And so today, as we start off, and before we dive into the leader part of that, I want to talk about this idea. When you walk into a successful small group, you know, week one, you're going in, you signed up, whatever your church's process is, and you're going to the group for the first time, and you have heard that this is like the best group in all the church. 
what do you expect to see out of the best small groups? What are five things hmm. that both of us have noticed through the years that you will find in every successful small group? What are the characteristics <clears throat> of that? So uh, I just want to talk about those top five. So me or you, who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. So we have our top five. Go Each f- of us have our different top five. Yes, we did not talk about it yeah. beforehand. We didn't go over our list beforehand. No, this is completely off the cuff. Could be if all you the will. same. <laughs> Could be all different, right? I think it's going to be different. I think I it think is too. Um, right, five to one. One being that what we see is the the most important being the last thing. We're so I actually do. came up with a little bit of a what is it? What's it, an acronym? Yes. Is that oh what it is? man! Is that what you call it? Overachiever. Or like you 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 spell out a word, but each letter means something. Yeah, you're is that an overachieving it? small group leader. It is an acronym. Yes. Okay. Just got to get my words right here. Uh, what is your acronym? Frops. Frops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made up a word. Is that a word? Okay. So, can a made up word be an acronym? I'll be honest with you. I googled it. Just to make sure this wasn't something inappropriate. Uh, I was going to say, please tell me that this is safe. <laughs> it is. I and think we're both Our still Fropes. employed. F R O P S. Fropes. Yep. I'll go with Fropes. I think it sounds better. And, and what does Fropes mean? So whenever you're thinking about a successful small group, just think of Fropes. Okay. I'll start with the S, which is number five. We'll work our way, I guess, five to okay. one. Okay. Yep. So number five, and these are all. These are not like. Remember, just because we've ordered these one to five or whatever. They are all important. Yes. I mean... There are other important things yes, we're not going to mention. Exactly. And plus, just because we put number one, number one doesn't mean... I mean, number one and number two could be like A and... One A and one B. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, number five, I put st- where stories are known. Stories are known. Stories are known. Ooh, frops. Right? See what I'm saying? Frops. Stories Ooh, are known. magic. <laughs> yes, frops. Tell, talk about... What do you mean by stories? What do you mean by stories themselves are known? So, stories, what I mean by that is... Um, because you're doing life together, you know, you know where people are, and where, where especially as a leader, people yeah. know your story. Because um, we, there's a good example, and I don't know if I want to share names, obviously, but uh, one of our group leaders has gone through something very difficult in their life, and it turns out that one of the new people that joined our group had the exact same thing right. happen in there and didn't know. Could relate, and and. That was one of the reasons why the new person joined the group, and they were like, I'm just looking for something, someone to relate to. And it turns out that the group leader had gone through the exact same thing. Right. And so when your stories are known, each person in the group knows each other's story. Obviously, you have a deeper connection, and you can relate to one another better. Yeah. So that's Almost why. vulnerability. I don't think I have yes. that on my list. Yeah, for sure. So stories are known. Stories are number, known. That's yeah. the number five for me. You want to go your number five? Yeah, or uh, my number through? five. Okay. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with mine. Um, if mine was an acronym, <laughs> it would be pronounced. <laughs> Terrible time to take a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pronounced. Yeah, it's French. It's French for frops. I love it. It's French for frops. The most important small group acronym for successful small groups. Uh, my, my number five would be um, again. All very important. Uh, food. Mm. I think you find food. I love it. At every and by the way, food <laughs> made the cut at number five above <laughs> vision and missions. So hey, that is, those are close. Okay, <laughs> just I don't know what this says about me that vision and missions were 
honorable, <laughs> honorable mentions. Honorable mentions to food, but um, <laughs> specifically, you typically find sweets, mm. uh, coffee, mm-hmm. water, pancakes, a lack of greens. Uh, <laughs> Lack of green, and on really special occasions, fried foods. Oh, yes. Uh, now I do, I do, and you're going to catch a theme of sort of why I put food in there. So when I say that, I also think you find, and there were two words below that I put stars by that aren't part of my top five. But I do think you find vision in successful small groups. When you walk in, you know exactly why they exist. I think you find that successful small groups are missional, but um, the overarching theme you're going to see of my top five is is. Uh, Part of the foundation of that is food. It's this idea that when you come, you you eat together. You know, scripture Acts chapter two right. talks about it. Yeah, you eat you eat together, breaking bread together, baby. Yep. I think that <laughs> I think the start of doing life together happens around a table and food. I do my small group Saturday mornings at Cracker Barrel. That's awesome. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful time. You don't even have to listen. You don't even have to participate. I'm telling you, even if the lesson's horrible, you have great food. <laughs> yes. And they gave you free pancakes this past week, didn't they? They did, actually, yeah. I, I ordered the Smokehouse, which does not come oh. with uh, Smokehouse Breakfast, which does not come with greens uh, greens or pancakes. That's oh, perfect. But they made extras. I said, you know what? I'll just, I'll eat them. Yeah. So I'll take it. Yeah. All right, all right. That's my, no, okay. food was mine. So number four. So my number five of frops was stories are known. And then number four, I have every small group that is successful, I believe, has a prepared leader. Prepared yep. leader, right? Um, so, and it doesn't, and we're, we'll talk about this later in the series. It really doesn't take a long time to prepare, really, you know? So I think number four, having a prepared leader, obviously a big deal. You walk into a small group and the leader's fumbling all of themselves and they're like, I don't really know what we're going to talk about this week. So what you, what's been going on in y'all's lives? You know, right. it's not really a successful time together. You want to be prepared. Uh, treat it seriously. Obviously, you are, uh, you are helping shepherd these people's lives. Yeah, it's their spiritual the standard, lives. Right? It's a big deal. So, a prepared leader. Yeah, you know, I couldn't imagine walking in and and it's like we didn't prepare that week. Life just got a hold of us and everything went chaotic. And you get to your group and, and you say something like, "Hey, I didn't have time to prepare." So, uh, terrible opening. Here statement. you go. <laughs> you know, you're getting the worst of me. You uh, know, like, yeah. And you tend to ramble, and all those things happen. And and uh, yeah, a prepared leader. And we are going to talk about that. One of the, the in fact, next week, uh, a large part of our show is going to be on that alone, and, and sort of what that looks like. So I can't wait for that. Number four for me is the fact that I think all successful small groups that you will notice they involve Bible study. Our way of saying yep. this is that they're Bible centric. Mm-hmm. They're Bible centric things. It is what you are gathered around. There's a lot of wonderful things. If you just want to get together with a group of your friends and go hiking because you all love to hike, that's great, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I would encourage that. Whatever, you're, whatever you do for fun or it's a hobby of yours, I know there's Jeep groups out there, right? Yeah. Like We all own Jeeps and put tons of money into it. And we want to show them off some part of this Jeep group, and we all meet here, and that's wonderful. But that's not, that's not small group like, like the Lord intended community to exist. Yeah. Those things happen not only together, but together around the Word of God. Yeah. And so I felt like Bible study and the fact they're Bible centric had to be had to be in there. Yeah, that's good. It's really good. Um, so number three for me, I had of course number five S stories are known for prepared leaders. Get this look on your face. I'm getting nervous about what number three is. Three, open to new people. Oh yeah, I do like that. Uh-huh. 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 Open to new open people. to new people. Yep. Um, Oftentimes, 
Now, I, I do think that a, a small group can be successful in the sense of creating community if you have the same people that are always there every week. I think in their eyes that can be successful right. because we're doing life together. But It's a closed group. It's a, closed, a, a, it's a closed group and there's a time for that. But um, it's like people need to feel a place to belong. Mm-hmm. And if you are closed off to new people, you're just alienating. You're alienating people, right? So I, I just think that's a big deal. I think a successful small group is open to new people, very inviting, yeah. that kind of thing. So. You know, at Connect Church, one of our requirements for our Connect groups, well, we, that's our small group ministry, is that they are open groups. Hmm. Um, if it's not an open group, it's not a Connect group. It doesn't mean it's bad. It could be incredibly beneficial and useful, and you could we would help you and encourage you to do it. But a Connect group, by nature, is open. Well, and, and two, open to specific... Uh, life experiences like like right. the veterans group. Obviously, yeah. you don't want you a thirteen year old kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, if it's a student ministry small group, you can't join if you're fifty. That's exactly. There are there are obviously are rules. Yeah. <laughs> but within those life experiences, you and you need to, or age ranges, you yeah. need to be open to new people, and yeah. especially in a in a connect group well, for students. And you open know? groups even have like this this uh, connect groups do not need to be clicks. That's what I'm trying to get to. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to get to. You know, and, and open groups even have a part about them. It deals with curriculum even, mm-hmm. like the studies you do. If you're going to do a study that is designed to be closed, it has week one, it ends week six, and you have to catch every week. If you miss week one, you're not going to understand week two, and it's going to tie together. Well, that's not something you would encourage in an open group. Well, like a financial peace group exactly. or something. Yeah, financial peace group. You know, group which or... is, I don't know, a lot of people know Dave Ramsey's stuff. If you're going to do a financial peace class, typically they have a start date, an end date, so many weeks, it starts with 20 people, maybe 15 or 12 or 18, finish it when you get there. Yeah. And that's awesome, but notice they didn't grow. They didn't multiply. They didn't reach out. It's not designed to do that. Yeah. But, well, small groups in, in, in this context are. And so yeah. I love that, open groups. For me, sort of obvious, and maybe even in frops, probably not. You've, you went over P. So it uh, would be prayer. Hmm. You know, I, I think one of the things we have to do in small groups is and do it incredibly well yeah. is prayer. And here's what I don't mean. Just because you come in every week and you have everybody share things about their life that nobody else is truly interested in. Now, let me let me just give it some boundaries to that. Um, people are interested when you go through hard times. Yeah, People aren't too interested when... Um, the snail in your fish tank mm. croaked, hey, right? That's a big deal to me. Happens every month in our household. <laughs> you know, we get a different snail. Yeah. Our current snail is named Suzanne after my mother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> because it works and cleans all the time. <laughs> so naturally, we named it Suzanne. That's the, hilarious. The next one won't work near as hard. We'll name it Justin, you know, whatever else. <laughs> I mean, it'll be something different. Like that may be, you know, that's that's fine if you want to bring that up, but I don't know that that's what prayer times are designed for. But learning yeah. how to pray for each other, how to pray together with each other, mm-hmm. um, how, how to leave and continually pray, how to live in an attitude of prayer, how to understand and what it means to us as, as people, the fact that Jesus himself prays for us. Those are things that all small groups seem to grasp and really have a good hold on prayer and how that looks and works in their group. And that means sometimes we have to be like uh, different. 
mm-hmm. off, you know, it's sort of sort of think outside the box about how we do our prayer times and help people engage and even take a break and have some studies about prayer and, and the impact of that in a believer's life. And so I think you'll see in successful small groups that they pray intentionally for each other and with each other, uh, expecting God to answer. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, so let's, I got to go to number two. Uh, so of frops, this is the R. Uh, <laughs> you'll love this. Oh, goodness. This is such a millennial statement. <laughs> oh, man. Range Rovers. Actually, no. Real authenticity. Oh, wow. <laughs> Two words. I was trying to think of an R. <laughs> I was like, uh, real, real authenticity. Not the fake authenticity. No, but the real kind. The real kind. Yes. Um, no, obviously, a successful group, it starts with the leader. What's the difference in fake authenticity and real authenticity? You ever had the wallet that says genuine leather? Yeah. And it's not? Oh, man. That is a great on the spot answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever had the wallet? Let's think of some other instances of fake authenticity. See, authenticity is synonymous with genuine leather. Uh-huh. But real authenticity <laughs> is the next step up. Wow. I don't know what you're going to walk away with from today's podcast. Real authenticity. Just remember frops. That okay. ought to stay with you forever right there. I'm telling you. Yeah. I think I've got a fake That is such a millennial. That is right such now. a millennial thing to say. It is. Um, it. No, obviously it starts with the top. It starts with the group leader. A successful group has an authentic leader. You are who you are. Yeah. Don't try to fake it. Um, and that goes all the way through, you know, everyone needs to be authentic. And that goes from your sense of humor all the way down to your struggles. Uh, just be who you are in your group. And I think that's one reason why, uh, again, I don't want to name names, but we've had some very successful groups with just some just authentic people. They yeah. just are who they are, and people are gravitate to that. So, yeah. Love anyway, it. Anyway, real authenticity. Don't bring your fake purse to my real group. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. I need the, the real. If it's coach, it better be real coach. I need the real, the real authentic leather. <laughs> yes. I love that, man. <laughs> Number two for me, and and this is a simple word, but I think it's super important. Is fun. Yeah, I think you're seeing every group that people are enjoying it. They're 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 having a great time, and that you're going to see groups that are intentional about fun. Yeah, um, I, I'm a huge believer yeah. that things that aren't fun are things that eventually aren't going to warrant your time. Yeah, and value is important, right? And finding value in things where fun is incredibly valuable. And so I, I think you just see that groups that design it, they're intentional about it. They, they plan outings together with the sole intent to have fun. They create moments in their group where they're just going to stop for fun. Um, I, I think you're going to see that. And so as, as I plan out my group that I do week to week, I often think about, man, what about this is going to engage us on just a fun level to help us enjoy each other and our time there? Like what needs to happen? Do I, need to do, do I need to come up with something, an icebreaker? Do we need to take a break and just go out to eat this week? Do we need to meet out in Gatlinburg, which is close by here in our hometown, and go to you know whatever, the Sky Bridge or Anakista or Ober or go to the park? What do, we, do we need to do something just to have fun and enjoy the relationships we have together? Yeah. So I think fun would be number Well, I mean, even me. Anthony's, uh, Pastor Anthony's Young Families Group last semester, I think for their, their final meeting before... Uh, you know, before the summer, yep. they had a, just a big blowout at the yeah. pavilion over set at, the, up, at Scud, Scud County Utility and District. Grilled out. Inflatable, yeah. It so, was awesome. It was just fun. Just, just fun, fun, yeah. yeah. Um, and then number one for me of frops, this is the F part of frops, uh, <laughs> a friendly 
atmosphere. A friendly atmosphere. Friendly, baby. Friendly it. atmosphere. This kind of goes along with my theme, obviously. My my themes are very relationship-driven. Yep. Um, no one... I always... This is what I tell... No one wants to serve with a jerk. Yep. Gosh, it almost <laughs> rhymed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Could you write a song about that? I'm going to. That's in the works. Yes. Uh, no one wants to serve with a jerk. Oh, a country. <laughs> a country version. In my truck. Uh, <laughs> But um, but yeah, so friendly atmosphere. Uh, this kind of goes off. It plays off number three for me. Open to new people. Yeah. Um, no one, you know, if they're coming into your group, and your group is a clique, it can feel very, very um, alienating to people. Yeah. And if you're friendly, and your people are friendly, and they're welcoming and inviting, and I think that's one reason why Connect Church has been successful. Because we have that. When you walk in, it's a friendly atmosphere. Right. You feel welcomed home, you know. and You feel like you're home. Yeah, you feel and welcomed comfortable. and comfortable and like people. And, and why is it in church that we've, we're almost afraid in this time to say that we want people to be comfortable? I know. I'm not afraid to say that at all. And that doesn't reflect on how we teach. No, it's, Lord, no. It, it reflects on how you feel. Yes. I don't want you to come to church and feel threatened. I don't want you to come to church and feel angry. Exactly. I want you to come to church ready and excited to worship, comfortable. Well, I mean, what's the goal of coming together? Right. And that's hopefully to encourage your people to want to go out of this place and go win people for Jesus. Yeah. I want you to be comfortable with your faith. Yeah. I want you to be comfortable with your story, be comfortable in sharing, be... You know, comfortable to me. Well, it has negative connotations. Confidence. Comfortable has negative connotations when it shouldn't. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a funny thought, isn't it? It is. But, you know, friendly atmosphere. That's the number one thing. And I think that's the reason why our church in general has been successful. Uh, As soon as they come onto our, our, you know, they drive up onto the property uh, where we meet, obviously, and there's someone there waving them and and saying, you know, good morning right in the parking lot. People are saying, good morning in the parking lot. We have two people right at the front door where they shake their hand, say, hey, thank you for coming today. They walk in and our greeters treat them like they've known them their whole life. Yep. You know, and a friendly atmosphere, I think, is just vital to the success of our church and to our to their small groups yeah. as well. Love it. Man, for me, and I've had somebody ask me this question in, in staff meetings or some sort of gathering and where they thought, man, what makes a successful small group? And my answer has been the same almost every time, and that's laughter. Yep. I just think every small group that's successful, no matter what its foundation is, yours being relational, mine's much about the atmosphere, fun, laughter, food, mm-hmm. Bible study, prayer, right? Like yeah. the that's just our, our personalities in that sense. It doesn't matter how you design that. If, if people are engaged and growing in a relationship with Christ, they're going to laugh. Mm-hmm. You're not. You, you're going to find laughter. It doesn't mean you laugh every time. It might be a week where there's tears. And, and yeah, and you got to have but your moments where you have you, serious you, serious times, right? You got to know yeah. when to be serious and when to be funny. You don't want someone to tell you their their dog died and you go, "Yeah, well, you'll get another one." Ha ha. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that wouldn't be appropriate. Wouldn't like your dog anyway. But you still got a hamster. You know, it's yeah. like well. Yeah, no, but laughter. Laughter, like you said, in, in the good way. You know, when, yeah. when friends are together in a, in a type of atmosphere we're talking about, they laugh. Yeah. Uh, when you laugh, you learn better. Laughter breaks down walls and barriers to allow us to penetrate the heart. Yep. And so you're going to see that as, as a leader, I often think, not how I can be make people laugh so that they can like me better, but when's the appropriate time to do something or say something to bring about laughter so that we can actually talk about something serious, mm-hmm. so we can break down that wall. And so... 
Uh, top five for me, laughter, fun, prayer, Bible study, food. Of course, things like vision and missions course, and those things yes. are incredibly important. But I think those things are oftentimes set in by, with help from your pastors or your group pastor to say, hey, here's what we're as a church trying to accomplish missionally or with vision. And those things happen differently everywhere. But by and large, for me, those five are important. And for me, it's frops. You know, frops. I just always think when I'm about to go to lead my small group, props and <laughs> friendly, <laughs> real, open, prepared, and stories. I love it. That's my five. I love it. Man, it's been a great week on the Small Talk Podcast, kicking off our new series, the three S's. Four weeks, one month, we talk about things you're going to find in successful group leaders today, things you find in successful groups. So, and if you enjoyed it, please follow us on Apple, on Google, on Spotify. Leave a rating, uh, five stars. And, uh, five stars. Must be five stars. <laughs> Comment below, man. Let us know what you think and why, why people should listen. That would mean so much to us as we work every week to make this something that's enjoyable for you and brings value to your life. Just remember this week, frop it up. Frops. And, and look, don't forget, submit you know, email us. Let us know if there's something you want us to talk right. about. We'll we'll do whatever we can. We'll we'll interrupt our series for you. Yes, we will. Right, because so. we care. Pastor Justin at ConnectChurchPF.com. Pastor Zach at ConnectChurchPF.com. Man, we love you guys. Frop it up this week.